and A to Z of the Holy Land, from Arab to Zion, with Ed Kessler, Founder Director of the Wolf Institute. Episode 19, S for Status Quo. I make known to you that every sacred building, monument, holy spot, shrine, traditional spot and endowment, pious bequest or customary place of prayer, of whatever forms of the three religions will be maintained according to existing forms and customs and beliefs of those to whose face they are sacred. General Allen B., December 11th, 1917. The status quo was established by the Ottomans in the mid-18th century in response to arguments between Christian communities who shared the Church of the Holy Sepulchre but couldn't agree on how it should be repaired. Constructed in 360 AD and called Anastasis, that is, resurrection, it is regarded by Christians as the site of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. Quarrels between Christians had become so intense that in 1757, the Sultan imposed a law that no one was allowed to change the structure, furnishings or decoration of the church. Another Ottoman decree in 1852 extended the status quo to an agreed set of rules that governed sacred places in the Holy Land shared by different religious groups. There are hardly any surviving written records, but these centuries-old Ottoman decrees still apply. With the arrival of the British in 1917, the status quo was applied to other holy places, notably Al-Aqsa Temple Mount, and its provisions were adopted by the Jordanians when they ruled the old city from 1948 to 1967. Since Israel captured East Jerusalem, this area has been managed by Israeli-Jordanian cooperation, the only place in the Holy Land where the Hashemites retain a formal role and where the Jerusalem Palestinians can organize with relative autonomy. An important element is the ban on Jewish prayer. In 2015, after a wave of violence and following an agreement with Jordan's King Abdullah, Benjamin Netanyahu confirmed that, and I quote, Muslims will pray on the Temple Mount, non-Muslims will visit it. Jews entering the site should be accompanied by Israeli police and Waqf guards. However, the Waqf The Muslim religious trust that administers the compound claims the police no longer maintain the ban and fear losing control. The potential for conflict is great, as demonstrated in the year 2000 when the Prime Minister at the time, Ariel Sharon, entered the site accompanied by about a thousand security guards. Whether this caused the Second Intifada or was only a contributing factor in an already incendiary situation is still debated. What is clear is that violence and loss of life followed his visit. In February 2019, I happened to be drinking coffee with one of the Watford administrators and saw at first hand how quickly protests develop. At the time, a building known as the Bab al-Rahma near the Golden Gate was reopened. The Israeli courts had ordered its closure in 2003 for 16 years because the radical Islamist group Hamas had been using it. The Israeli police stopped the reopening and protests soon enveloped the area. On this occasion, violence abated within a few days when the Waqf and Jordanians suggested the building be closed for extensive renovations, which would lower tensions for the length of the work. Israel agreed, 
but argued the structure should be briefly closed before reconstruction to assert its sovereignty. By the time I returned to Cambridge a short time later, those talks had collapsed and all sides claimed the other was breaking the agreement. The status quo raises questions about freedom of religion in a febrile environment, as well as the challenge of maintaining a delicate balance between contesting parties. Amongst the prerequisites for successful management of holy sites are free access, a commitment to exclusively peaceful use, protection and preservation, and non-appropriation by a collection of individuals or a state. The recognition of the other's right to their holy spaces is also important. During religious festivals from ancient times to the present day, tensions rise and even when quiet endures, it does not feel that it will last long. There is no quicker path to a major conflagration than undermining the status quo. Current threats come from Jewish religious authorities encouraging Jewish visitors to Al-Aqsa despite ultra-Orthodox opposition whilst Palestinian Muslims see this central religious site and national symbol under threat. Jewish and Muslim authorities would do well to look at and learn from the recent warming in relations amongst Christians in the Holy Land and especially agreements in the running of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Six churches claim the right to worship there, principally the Greek Orthodox, the Latins, that is Roman Catholic, and the Armenian Church. But lesser claims also arise from the Syrian Orthodox Church, the Copts, and the Abyssinians. A choir visiting Jerusalem improvises in a small church in the old city. The status quo had been enforced so rigorously by the Ottomans that attempts by one or other community to undertake repairs of the building were prohibited, even though age, climate and the wear and tear of pilgrims had taken their toll. The building also suffered from a fire in 1808 and from an earthquake in 1927. Repairs were urgently needed, without which it was predicted the building would soon collapse. The churches couldn't agree on how to repair the building, but eventually, in the last decades of the 20th century, agreements were reached to enable restoration. Roman Catholic priest Father Albert Rock explained what happened. Previously, the community had very little contact with one another, even been rubbing shoulders every day inside the church. Now the representatives of the communities regard each other as personal friends. We may have different views, but we stay on friendly terms. This collaboration continued, and in 2016, the Edicule, that is the site of the cave where Jesus was buried and rose from the dead, was restored. And in 2019, it was agreed to continue with restorations, this time on the pavement and foundations around the tomb. Whilst plurality and diversity are under threat on and between all sides, the repairs in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre are an example of how sometimes religious leaders can transcend partisan elements. The status quo is a product of the modern world, 
And when observed in a spirit of compromise, it can lead to effective territorial, political, economic and religious management of a sacred site that is key to Israeli-Palestinian coexistence. Swifts returning to nest near the Western Wall 